This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We know that when it comes to hallway medicine, Brampton has one of the worst problems in the area. Brampton City Council believes their city is not getting a fair shake from the Ford government. Last month, the city launched a campaign asking residents to share their Brampton healthcare stories and sign a petition using the hashtag Hashtag fair deal for Brampton on social media to pressure the provincial government for immediate funding. Now, the government denies this charge. And we also know there's an ongoing feud or whatever you want to call it between Doug Ford and Brampton Mayor Patrick Brown, who joins us on the line now. Welcome, Mayor. Great to be back on your show, Libby. Okay. Well, first of all, uh, speaking of health care, we have to congratulate you. Four days ago, uh, you and your wife had a baby, and that is Theodore Joseph Gualtieri Brown, weighing seven pounds, three ounces on July 19th. So congratulations. Well, thank you. We're very excited. There's nothing like being a, a parent for the first time. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm assuming that everything went okay with the health care there. Every, everything went well with the baby. We've got a tired mom and a tired father, but uh, fortunately, uh, the baby's in good health. Okay. So uh, let us get to the issue at hand. Uh, you're basically saying that when it comes to the ending of hallway medicine, a big campaign problem, uh, Brampton is basically getting shafted. Well, and it's been getting shafted for a long time from uh, different uh, governments, particularly problematic right now that we have regional cuts affecting public health, and we have this uh, local um, crisis. Uh, and I would say the government hasn't uh, denied uh, that there's a crisis in Brampton. They've just said that the province's finances are in horrible shape, and so they can't attend to it at, at this moment. Uh, we're trying to draw more attention to the situation so they realize um, that it can't wait any longer. We have the busiest emerge right now in North America. Capacity is 90,000 at Brampton Civic per year. We have 130,000 visits. Our urgent care clinic is funded provincially for 10,000 visitors. It gets 75,000 visitors. And these are the stats directly from the limb. Uh, so it's, 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 it's pretty ugly. Um, on top of that, uh, if you look at the, the funding per capita, it is right now uh, in, in Brampton. The average resident gets about $1,000. The provincial average is almost 2000 So if you're a Brampton resident, you get half what the rest of Ontario gets in healthcare funding. So they have to do better. We can't have uh, two-tier healthcare in Ontario where there's one quality if you live in a growing community and another if you live in, in another part of the province. We all pay the same provincial taxes in Brampton and deserve to have quality health care. Have you seen anything improve since the government came into power on the promise to end hallway health care? So there's been no funding in Brampton, unfortunately. We've actually seen it get worse. The hospital has a $21 million deficit this year, so they have to cut further. Uh, and uh, the, the Healthy Smiles program we have for, for youth is now being uh, removed. And so it actually is, unfortunately, getting worse. Um, I know Christine Elliott. She's a, a friend and a, a decent, hardworking public servant. Uh, I hope that she's going to look at this. But 
sometimes the squeaky wheel is the one that gets attention. And I'm really challenging the provincial government to hear our stories uh, and to respond to this. Okay. Frankly, they, they, they won government because they won in areas like Brampton. And if you, if you actually hear the stories that people are writing, one lady, Jamie Lee Ball, wrote about how she spent five days on a stretcher in a merge, bleeding. Uh, speaking of Christine Elliott, uh, let's hear what she has to say to respond to you. We are uh, paying attention to Brampton, an area as we are with all parts of Ontario. And in fact, this past year, we've put uh, $3 million into funding in community-based mental health and addictions programs in Brampton, which is really an important facility to keep people out of hospital. We've also invested in the William Osler Health System. They received $26 million in base funding, plus they got additional funding to upgrade their infrastructure of $1.5 million and several other um, aspects for critical care adult level three beds and nurse training facilities. So they are receiving funds. There's no question about that. Okay, now before we uh, get to Patrick's reaction to that, I want to give the numbers out again because uh, people, if you're out there listening and you have had experiences with hallway medicine in Brampton or any other uh, thing related to the issue. We do want to hear from you. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, Mayor, I heard her talk about some funding for Brampton. I did not hear her say anything to relieve the pressure on Brampton Civic. No, and, and, and I don't blame Christine. Obviously, it's the government that the Premier is going to make the choices on, on the budget. And uh, she hasn't been given the tools to to do the job. I, I know she's got uh, a heart in, in the right place when it comes to uh, to healthcare. But as, as she mentioned, the figures you're talking about pennies. You got a billion dollar problem, and, and you're talking about a uh, million dollars in mental health funding. That, by the way, Branton is also underfunded dramatically when it comes to mental health per capita on every front. Long term care um, included on every front. Branton is. Is, is underfunded. And, and to say that you've got a hospital that is running a massive deficit because of more more residents coming in, there's no spin you can put on this. And, and I know at Queen's Park, they're very good at trying to come up with lines to justify the, the status quo. But this is what it comes down to. We have 55% less beds per capita in Brampton, 55% less beds per capita than the rest of the province. You get half on a dollar level you get half in Branton than you get in the rest of the province. And so they're, they're, they're failing us. Um, and I know the premier and the new government made a promise that when they were elected, they were going to deal with hallway medicine. Well, there's no better way to, no, no better place to start than ground zero in Brampton. This is the busiest emerge. There's no more vivid example of hallway medicine than in Brampton. If they're not going to deal with it here, then the campaign promise isn't sincere. And so I hope that, that in the next budget, they're going to deal with this. In the next budget, we're going to see a financial investment. Um, one would hope that the austerity we've seen in the first year would lead to investments in priorities. And I can't think of a greater priority than this. The fact that, that residents and residents have, to have their health care in a hallway isn't acceptable. Well, that's a year down the road, just about. The next budget? And, yeah. And listen, I, I would love it if, if they announced... Uh, um, this investment and this help yesterday, uh, but budget documents come once a year, 
And uh, in an ideal world, they would have announced this right away when they got elected. Uh, but uh, we're certainly watching all their announcements. Uh, we'll be analyzing their next budget uh, very, very carefully. We know that they're already started the process of, of writing that budget now. A, a budget document, usually that process starts about six months before it's delivered. Uh, and if they want to address their promise on hallway medicine, they're going to have to uh, deal with the city of Brampton. And I just want to mention the region appeal cuts, too, is what's now compounded it. If you don't deal with prevention, it will lead to more pressure on the on the hospital system. And now we've seen significant cuts to public health and paramedics. Uh, and frankly, that will only cause more pressure, more pressure on hospital care that is more expensive. All right. Now I'd like to also bring in Joanna Downey, who is a Caledon counselor and chair of the health section of Peel Regional Council. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Good morning or good afternoon. Good Sorry, afternoon. And and Patrick Brown, uh, we were getting to you on the question of, uh, do you know how many people are in the hallway at Brampton Civic on a daily basis? Well, it tends to be how they, they do care now. It, it, it tends to be on a daily basis. It used to be it was an, uh, an, an odd experience where there'd be, you'd have to do care in the hallway, but now it's pretty much uh, uh, the daily routine at, uh, at, uh, at Brampton Civic. Uh, the capacity is 90,000. Last year, we had 130,000 visitors. So yep. we are 40,000 over capacity. Yep. Uh, Councillor Downey, uh, in the region as a whole, uh, how have you felt this situation? I think, um, as, as Patrick mentioned earlier, um, it's always a case of getting our fair share and peel. And often, um, we are at the bottom of that list. Um, based on our population and the numbers um, of uh, acute beds ready, um, from a from a health perspective, from the the health um, team within the region, um, we we focus on uh, your your public health. So the um, kind of the upstream health that keeps you out of that bed. So our focus, you know, would be to build a healthy community so that um, you're not ever getting to that hallway. Um, so I think that ultimately. Uh, we need to work with our provincial partners to um, keep the focus on Peel um, and on, on Brampton, namely, um, to to get what we need. Why do you think that uh, Peel is getting the short shrift, Councillor? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I, I think that um, we do a really good job at the region of Peel of, um, you know, we're often described as a lean machine in terms of how we operate and how we run our budgets. Um, but I think that we are we are faced as a region with um, some um, challenges and opportunities that that a lot of areas don't have uh, in terms of the rate of new Canadians coming into Peel. Um, those types of challenges, uh, and and so we're we're kind of constantly uh, fighting an upstream battle. Uh, Mayor Brown, uh, would you agree? Is that the main reason that you have a, a large percentage of new Canadians coming into the region? What else? What else is the reason for this? Well, it it is driven by population growth. If we had population numbers that were like 1985, then I'm sure the existing budget could handle it. Uh, what we've had is a failure of leadership at Queens Park with the current government and the previous one to respond to population growth. Uh, it's you know it's one thing to say come to Canada, uh, contribute to our economy, pay taxes, but to not provide the services that you're paying for it just seems uh, not not right and not fair. And that's why we've really had enough. That's why what you're seeing is both the region appeal and the city of Brampton starting to 
to speak louder, to push back and say this is unacceptable because our residents keep on stopping us, whether it's at a grocery store, the farmer's market, a local hockey rink, they keep on stopping us saying uh, it is uh, unbearable uh, how poorly funded the hospital is and we want you to fight for us. And so what a better place to tell our story than on fight back with Libby. Well, yeah. And, you know, generally, I think just last week we were talking about hallway medicine and we did have quite a number of calls from Brampton. Uh, we haven't heard the stories today, but perhaps on Free For All Friday. Uh, do you think that uh, Doug Ford is getting at you because of whatever uh, personal animus is left over there, Mayor Brown? Well, I, obviously, I've got some philosophical differences with, uh, with, with the current uh, uh, premier, uh, but having said that, uh, it's in his self-interest. Uh, he is premier today because he won the majority of seats in Peel Region, and the fact that we've been left out of transit funding, we've been left out of healthcare funding, the fact that Mississauga didn't get anything or Caledon didn't get anything on the big transit announcement has nothing to do with my position in, in Brampton. I just really think he needs to appreciate uh, that his government is based on success in in the 905, uh, I think he's particularly focused in Toronto, and it would be great to sort of uh, grab his attention to the issues we have in the 905. No, no lack of complaints in Toronto. Councillor Downey, do you think that uh, your region is suffering because of uh, some kind of feud or animus between the mayor and, and the premier? I would say no. Um, I mean, obviously, I know Patrick personally, we work together. Um, I, I think I've met Doug Ford once, so I can't, I can't speak to their, their relationship, although there's definitely always that kind of underlying, you know, level of, of rumor um, regarding that animosity, but um, that's politics. And I think those, those types of rumors will always float around um, and follow anybody. So um, I don't put much stock in them. Okay, so what's, what's next? How, how do you take this uh, further, Mayor Brown? Well, I'm sure it would be the wish of people down at Queen's Park uh, for us to simply uh, shut up, to be to be quiet, to not say anything. They they want people to follow their talking points, but that's not in my nature and it's not in our nature uh, in, in Peel Region. Let me give you an example. A few months ago, they uh, cancelled the express train, the GO train, that was one of the busiest GO trains in uh, right, Ontario. Right, they reversed that. And uh, at first, we did a polite letter, no response. Uh, and then we decided to protest. We actually drove the go. We, we went on the go train. I invited all the local media and the provincial media on on the on the go train with us, and they actually saw how bad it was. Like the, the commuters were like sardines. And then as soon as we're on the evening news, a few days later, Doug Ford announced that they were bringing the express train uh, back. It was a foolish mistake, and I'm glad it was corrected. Well, we hope that by drawing attention to hallway medicine and these uh, poorly thought out cuts to uh, public health, uh, that uh, they'll they'll do a similar uh, uh, thinking process. And they'll say, you know what, this was a mistake. We made a promise on hallway medicine. We made a promise on public health. We're going to honor it. Uh, I hope when they hear the stories of our residents uh, that they'll do the right thing. It's never late to do the right thing. And I'd be the first to praise Doug Ford. Doug Ford came in and said, we're actually going to fund the per capita beds in Brampton. We're, we're going to deal with the hospital deficit. We're going to build the new hospital that's been waiting for and waiting and waiting and waiting. If he did that, I'd be the first to praise him. I don't care who gets the job done for my residents. I, I, if it's Liberal, NDP, or 
or conservative. I'll praise anyone who does well by the city of Brampton and, and by the region of Peel. Okay, well, I, I hope you don't have to invite everybody uh, to the emergency room at Brampton Civic. Uh, we're out of time on this. Patrick Brown, Mayor of Brampton, and uh, Joanna Downey, Councillor in Caledon and uh, Chair of the Health Section of Peel Regional Council. Thank you both so much for joining us. And Patrick, uh, congratulations again on the birth. Thank you so much. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.